This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul with John Crane. Back for a, well, a short one today, a short podcast because John's got to go places and I've been going places. Sorry for the, the time between podcasts, but we've been busy. I got pretty sick and all of a sudden I had no voice. So now we're back with the guy with the voice. John, how you doing? And, and it was the World Series. It's still going on. And a little surprising result so far. 2-0 Nationals. Oh, it's good. It's good. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So, John, I'm not going to waste time here. You and I both know you have a schedule to keep today. You missed out in the last podcast when we talked about Joe Madden being hired. How are you feeling about it now? I'm definitely feeling more upbeat about it because um, I've always had this, you know, I, I've always held the skeptical opinion and not skeptical. I just, I mean, that's great that we, that we got a manager, but we, we need a roster is what we really need. We need a roster. And so and that was my, that was my stance until today's press conference. I'm still a little hesitant. I mean, I, I just hope these fans keep up the optimism that they have right now because Twitter's been blowing up ever since they 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 announced they were hiring him, and I mean the, all the way up to the people were you know predicting will be in the postseason in a couple seasons, and uh, you know so I mean I, I I was worried if I'd been on that podcast tempered in my enthusiasm like you know talk to me when we get Garrett Cole talk to me when you know when we get some other pitching and uh but today was very you know it was a it was a cool press conference it was uh, he did really kind of it was the they, they did play the welcome back Cotter theme so it really felt like a homecoming which I think you know you know, gave me uh, a fan like me the the chills and the giddiness. So I, I am upbeat. I am upbeat. It definitely feels different than when they hired Brad Osmus. So, but I mean, I have more details. But go ahead, you you say something. Well, it is different though hiring a guy like Brad Osmus versus hiring Joe Madden, the guy who's an angel for thirty one years. 
that's a big difference in terms of success. Madden having taken two teams to a World Series, one, getting a win, being a part of the organization itself for 31 years, seeing all these different guys go through the through the minors to the majors. Heck, was an interim manager twice for the Angels. Uh, it's a big difference from Brett Ausmus, who had just come here from the Tigers organization after being fired there, and now here you are. Was that kind of flavor something you saw at the press conference? Oh, definitely. He he was up there playing the, you know, hey, Garrett, you know, calling out to players. Rod, I think he called Rod Rodney. He called, I didn't even know who he was talking to. He goes, hey, Rod, he's talking about Rodney. He's talking about Rod Carew. Um, and uh, so he was just, he said, remember that play there? And so, I mean, he was the, hey, guys, I'm back. I know you. I know you. Hey, you, what's up? Uh, you know, he called, where's Tommy Law? He says, where's Tommy Law? Is Tommy Law here? He's referring to, obviously, Tommy LaStella. And Tommy LaStella wasn't there. Um, so he really, I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's scripted, but he did. He said all the right things today. He said, guess what? An angel is back in the house. And I'm not an, I, I, I know analytics and I use analytics, but I also use my gut. And he brought it. You know, and one of the things he said, Teddy told Artie, we're going to bunt. We're going to bunt this year. Um, I mean, I think he's just he's really out there to, to really draw a line between previous the last year's uh, management and this year's and showing there's going to be a polar opposite of what has been here. And he says, and, and basically a surgery. I've talked to Epler. I've talked to Artie. Everybody's on board with this. Well, they better be because it has to work at this point. You can't, you can't mess around anymore. You can't mess around with managers. You have your, your best player, one of the best players in the league, Mike Trout entering his prime years and, heading towards that point where you now hit that peak and start going back the other way. So they got to make it happen. They have to make it happen. It can't be a lackadaisical hiring. It cannot be a sleeper time for agency. You have to make the magic happen now. Absolutely now. And I'm wondering, did they seem to feel that in the press conference as well? Oh, I, Artie, absolutely. Artie said, Artie said, I'm, I'm tired of losing. He goes, I, I, I'm, I, re- I don't want to lose anymore. I like winning. I don't like losing. So the whole atmosphere, this the, the word rebuild on the fly was non-existent. And and I, what you said, not messing around. Actually, uh, Madden said he's not pussyfooting around anymore. He, and, he, and he's he's saying he wants the Angels in the postseason in 2020. So I mean, the difference between last year's tempered, which you know was again. I still look at it as a plan. They didn't they didn't plan on winning last year, but whatever. Now we're on this year. Uh, we're on to this year. So uh, it's a totally different atmosphere. It's an atmosphere of we're, we're, we need to win, and we need to win soon, as opposed to rebuilding on the fly. Um, and just his his, his – I, I really haven't got to see a lot of his press conferences. He is a very affable guy and a very positive guy. And uh, like I said, and he's an angel. He made it clear. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. And just kept re- making uh, references, to historical references uh, to the team and the time he spent on the team. So uh, the fans got what they want, I think. They got an angel back in the dugout. And if, we can, if they have just a little bit of patience, I think we, this team is on the right track right now. And I agree. It's about time, right? It's about time. And it's been needing to happen for a while. All right, folks. We're just getting started on this show, but if you like what we're doing, please check us out on Apple Music. Subscribe. We could really, really 
appreciate and enjoy a five-star review from you if you think we uh, earned it, deserve it. If you have some feedback for us, don't don't want to quite leave that five-star review just yet. Send us that feedback at talkinghalos at gmail.com, and we'd really appreciate it. If you're a new listener and join the show, do us a favor, please. Text a fellow Angels fan. Let them know about our podcast. We'd really appreciate it. It just would mean the world to us. Okay, so speaking of next year, this that being the move here, where we're going, and it, there's questions about how much the Angels will spend. And you and I have both been advocating saying the Angels will spend a lot of money this offseason. It's a big a big time for them. If they're going to spend money, this is it. With young guys coming up but not quite ready yet, this is the perfect time to put that money out there and bridge that gap between talent and youth. Where do you think they're going? I, I saw this Q&A that Rhett Bollinger get on MLB.com on the Angels page, and right away they're asking how much you're paying, how much you're spending. What do you think? Well, I, I think I quote Artie Moreno today. He said, quote, payroll will go up next year. And I, 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 don't, see, I don't see them not – I mean, they're going to – to, they're, they're, if they sign Garrett Cole, they're going to have to spend more money, and and Garrett Cole's not going to do it. They're going to need at least two quality starters. So I think I think the sky's the limit. Honestly, I don't know that you know we don't have maybe Yankee money, but I I do see this team going going hard and offering some. Uh, I don't see any apprehension, especially after you take this this leap and you bring in. Um, you bring in a new manager, and that's another thing Artie was talking about. He said, you know, because they, they asked him uh, when, when it when it became apparent that the Angels needed change, and he's he said, you know, he, he like was hesitant. He said he's he's frustrated with losing and how little fun the team seemed to have. And I think we all felt that this year. This wasn't fun. This was a, this was a grind. I mean, for obvious reasons other than on, on the field, there were off the field reasons too. Um, but I. I think Artie's tired. I, I think Artie's fed up with, with losing. I think he's fed up with the fans not having faith in him. I definitely think Epler's out to prove uh, that he earned that he should earn a paycheck. And Joe Madden's knows how to win and is all about he's and it, that's another thing too. He said, I, I, I'm not planning on staying for three years. I'm planning on staying longer than three years. So we got an energetic, uh, I think we got an energetic owner and an energetic, uh, GM and an energetic manager. So Artie's not stupid. Artie's been sitting there seeing social media and seeing people trash his name on social media and seeing fans getting frustrated and blaming him for the team losing. And a lot of those fans don't realize the entire reason the, the Angels had to reload was because Artie was willing to go all out and spend and spend and spend to the point where they had to reload. So I think the people blaming him all these last couple of years have been short-sighted about that. He's always been willing to spend money. Now, we can argue whether or not he's willing to spend money in the right places. I think it's a fair argument to have because he certainly has made his mistakes. Everybody has. But no one can say that Artie Murray has not been willing to spend money in the past. And they don't have Yankee money, but they have money. They are in one of the largest media markets. And they, he is raised under Artie Moreno's leadership. This team's value has gone up dramatically. They have money to spend. The question was, when were they going to be willing to take that step and start spending that money? And well, to me, it's now or never. Now's the time to go do it. Yeah, I I think that they're all in. This is it. I mean, you don't make the change after one year, after announcing to everybody you have a plan, and then make a change, and you bring in a Joe Madden. I, 
Money is not yeah, yeah, like I said, I know I know they don't have Angels money. I mean, they don't have Yankees money, but they have money and I agree. They are absolutely I think he is going to spend as much money as he needs to spend and if he doesn't get peep, you know, the Garrett Coles, it's not going to be for lack of lack of spending. And I agree. I've resented I mean, I've not resented. I guess I've just like these fans that have been saying that Artie's not willing to spend money. I just yeah, I've never gotten it, and I hope this offseason he'll prove them wrong, at least for a few years, until we have to make some changes again or rebuild or reshuffle or whatever. Now, here's the question. Now, one of the questions that was asked at Red Bollinger, will, will the Angels go after Anthony Rendon, or Rendon? And that's where I would wonder about where they're going because I think they'll go after a couple starters, uh, Grendahl, the the catcher is pretty much the only legit catcher that's you know worth going out there and getting right now is bat his ability to call games behind the plate there are a few like him and so where do they go it's just say they go get two pitchers minimum they'll go get a catcher minimum. I believe they will I will get a catcher will they have enough money to go out there and get say spend money on a guy like Rendon or not well that's all, again what we show if we if we lose uh, Calhoun they don't re-sign Calhoun. Um, I I I just think I think they're they're not gonna they're not gonna cut corners they're, to me they're not gonna cut corners what they need to get they are going to attempt to get that is my opinion you don't go through all this again you don't go through what they what they this last year and then totally reshuffle it and bring in a new manager and hold a big press conference and have all these veterans out here uh, and everybody's talking about everybody's naming their favorite coaches that are going to that, that they want on the team you know they're dropping Tim Sam and Percival they're bringing all these uh, these vet, and, and all the veterans that were there today i think this is an opportunity for Artie Moreno to reaffirm his commitment to winning and i don't think he's going to let it i don't think he's going to let it pass him by um, the only way we're not going to we're not going to get to Garrett Coles is if they decide to go somewhere else, and that could happen. We know the Yankees go after Cole. The Dodgers should be expected to go after Cole, and you know while I think the Angels need to go after Cole, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking, we've seen the story before: a guy that has not been hurt comes to the Angels and gets hurt. That kind of story. So even there's always that fear, no matter what, whether or not you're going to sign him, whether or not you won't, won't sign him. And then even if you get him, what will happen? That's life. So we'll see what happens. I don't think Angels fans should just assume they're going to get Cole because there are going to be some teams out there that are ready to win now. They're going to go hard for him. And the Angels, we don't know where they are because of the way last year finished, this last season finished. And by the way, one more point I wanted to make about, I'm backing up a little bit, I would argue the Angels did look like they were having fun into June until Tyler passed away. And then I would say that's when it got hard for them. And I would argue that at that point, how could you have fun? Just want to go back. I almost forgot about that point and didn't want to forget about it in terms of there were reasons this Angels team did not have fun on the field the last part of the year. They had a plenty of reasons. Injuries, losing skags. Jesus, the first that they come back after Skaggs passes away, Lestello gets hurt and is out for eight to ten weeks, and then winds up being longer, doesn't it? So, plenty of reasons. Plenty of reasons Le- overall. LaCroix in Houston. Oh, LaCroix yeah. LaCroix in Houston. 
I mean, yeah, I, 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 well, we were, I've been saying that, that we, you know, I, at, at some point it got to the point where they really just wanted to finish this season, but you got to play all, all you got to play out the season. So, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't do it hard, but I mean, it wasn't, you can't say it was fun to go out there knowing that they weren't, they weren't, they weren't going to be going anywhere this season. All that had happened. Uh, probably a lot of people might not be back next season. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking for, again, I guess we're doing it again, a clean slate. We're starting all over next year. And this is the beginning of the clean slate. Brand new clean slate. Brand new. We have to have talent. We just have to have some talent. We just got to put some talent on the field for it. But he's a, he did, that was the other quote that I liked about him. He was talking about how he doesn't, um, he, he grew up in the, he played in the 60s and the 70s. And he said, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like rules. I mean, he's just, he's really screaming to the players that, you know, I, I want to have fun. Yeah, I grew up in the 60s and 70s. I don't have rules, he said. <laughs> Rebel without a cause. I think that's, yeah, well, that's a contrast, I think, to the analytics uh, approach that I, that I assume we're all assuming Osmus had. Always had a pretty serious look on his face. Uh, even, like I said, back at spring trading, when I, when I screamed out his name and he gave me a very stern look, then he smiled and walked over and smiled and took a picture. But, um, you know, he was, he, was, he was a pretty much all-business guy, though I think he had a lot on his, on his plate, too. So, I mean, we'll, we'll look back on Yasmus here, and I don't think we'll ever know. So I'm starting to think that uh, I'm starting to come around to Jared's way of thinking as far as the free agency, because we're all, you know, everybody's, well, so far we've got our wish list. All these fans have been demanding that they bring in, um, who just had the press conference today, uh, Joe Madden, and it was been demanded they bring in Joe Madden, and guess what? We got our wish. Now everybody's been demanding that we get Garrett Cole, local Orange County boy, right down right down the road from Angel Stadium, uh, who also, I don't think I've been on here since, was asked what his favorite World Series moment was. And, of course, he referenced the Angels World Series. Uh, so, I mean, it just seems such a natural that we get him. But the money we're going to spend on him and, and the luck that we've had with pitchers, I can also kind of see the – uh, Jared with his, you know, especially getting to watch Strasburg uh, in the World Series. Um, uh, you know, I'm kind of going with the Strasburg with the, the Strasburg and the Bumgardner or maybe uh, Zach Wheeler, Strasburg and a Zach Wheeler. Uh, I mean, we got options, but we need to get two pitchers. You have to go for Garrett Cole no matter what. You have to try. We all, we all agree on that. But there's always those doubts in the back of your mind because of the Angels' track record just with luck when it comes to Angels pitchers and getting hurt. It just seems to be an Angel pitcher thing. Hey, let's go tear an ACL. Let's go blow an arm out. That's how we do things when we're Angels pitchers. you got to hope that tradition ends at some point. But when you look at Gary Cole, a guy who's never been hurt, really, that it's, like, it's got to be in the back of your mind. You're thinking, oh my gosh, no way it would happen. But... Though you can't allow those fears and those concerns as as a fan to jump in the way of what's a good baseball decision, and he's the only full number one ace out there. And you've, if you're an Angels person, you've known that the one thing the Angels have needed for years has been the ace, the guy who you can rely on to to stop a losing streak, to put a nail in the coffin, and that's Garrett Cole. The nail in the, in the proverbial baseball coffin, you know, end, end a streak, end a, a bad spell. So you go for it, 
But those old superstitions, they don't go away. Not by a long shot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, up to this point, like, let's just pretend this season. I guess the question you're at, what we're trying to fill is, if the Angels uh, were playing in the World Series, who would be their game one starter right now with who we have? Hmm. It would be a debate. I guess unless unless Otani's healthy and and showing his pitching well, uh, it's a debate. But, you know, when you have a Garrett Cole on your team, there's no debate. He's the and that's with that's with Verlander on the team too. So uh, yeah, I just yeah we we need we need but but we need more than one. So however they do it, they need to. But I do yeah I, I think you want to temper the fans again though you know I try to t- try to temper them with with Joe Madden. I kind of got taken into it a little bit today of uh, the excitement of it. But you know if we yeah if we don't get Garrett Cole, it's not the end of the world. But I think everybody is going to feel like it's the end of the world if we don't get Garrett Cole, at least for a while, until the season starts. And, we and and I mean, I think Strasburg would be a nice consolation prize. Bumgardner, Zach Wheeler, you uh, Jarvish. Uh, you know, there's a lot of consolation prizes, but I don't think any of them has the, the pizzazz and the flair and the pure dominance of a Garrett Cole. Well, Cole, puts, Cole will put butts back in the seats again. And none of those other guys you mentioned will do that. None of them will. They might do it for a game, their their debut, and that'll be it. Cole will put people in seats every single time out. And Artie knows that, too. It's, it's not just about winning. It's about drawing people back to the ballpark. There, how many times last year did you go out there and you're wondering, hmm, where are people at? And that's with the Angels finishing fifth in overall attendance. But a lot of people didn't show for those games. They bought tickets and didn't show. So we're we're huge on we're huge on the we're huge on the the ticket sales. Definitely big on the ticket sales, but when you're actually in the stadium, it's you're lucky if it's two thirds full. But a large portion of that is you buy the tickets; they're relatively affordable to to get season tickets if you're a fan overall. But if they're playing poorly, you still have better things to do. Point blank, and that's the unfortunate part right now of coming off a season like the Angels just did, is they were never good this year. They were okay. They they played some good baseball at points, but they were never actually good. We all knew that come August, the wheels are going to fall off. Now, I don't think we felt, thought they were going to fall off as much as they did, but they got hurt. And that changes everything in terms of perspective on this team. Now, heading to next year, you need to reverse that. You got to draw people back into the ballpark, and Garrett Cole will do that. Grandal will help if you go get him as a catcher, but he won't draw like Cole will, of course. And Strasburg would be a nice pick, but he won't draw like a Cole will. So the Angels got to do something different. They got to give fans a reason to come back. So that's why you go all in, Cole. Imagine a Garrett Cole start and then Otani, a healthy Otani game too. Otani will bring the, I mean, Otani brings fans, but he, he'll bring more once he's, once he's actually pitching. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get to see that next year. Uh, well, I just, I, yeah, and I understand that there are a lot of fans do have other things to do. I'm not one of them. I'll go. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You're a big nerd like that. Garrett, I love Cole it. Is a headline. Well, you, 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 yeah, I'm a nerd. Well, you'll go for Otani too, and we know you will. Well, of course. But I Otani, will. I will get a picture with Otani next year in spring training. I will. Yeah, and I, I saw the article out that he had the comment where he made he was not happy this 2019 season thought he could be better, and hindsight being 2020, yeah, he could have been better. 
how many times we see Otani with some really just some really poor at bats. As talented as he is, he's only still scratching the surface of how good he can be as a hitter, let alone a pitcher. So next year, I have high expectations for him as long as he can stay healthy. The question is whether or not he can stay healthy, though. That's what I want. Can Otani stay healthy for a full season? We still haven't seen it yet. That's a big concern. He has a crazy, he has a crazy swing, and sometimes it makes him look really, really like, oh my gosh, silly. But sometimes it makes him look like, oh wow. So, uh, yeah, he's not. We're just scratching the potential with him. We're scratching the potential. We're just beginning with him. He's still got a lot, lot to grow. So, but he's exciting. Pay to watch him start, definitely. Well, absolutely. And I can't wait to watch his next start. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him back on the mound. I just want him to stay healthy, though. All right, so one more thing for us tonight, and that is the acknowledging Mike Trout winning the Hank Aaron Award. Mike Trout, who missed a large portion of the back end of the season, only played 140 games this year. So 134 games, my bad. 134, 45 home runs, 104 RBIs. That's nice. 110 walks. Batting average is as lowest, though, since 2015 at 291. 438 on base percentage, which was still led the league, but is low since 2015. Slugging percentage, 645. OPS, 1083. OPS plus, 185. And uh, intentionally walked 14 times. What is your perspective on Mike Trout's season overall? I think... I think he's had an MVP season. You know, you kind of, you can't, I mean, again, when you look at, you point out the things, his average went down, you know, it's my trout. I mean, I think he's going to be the MVP. I think Bregman, I I, I don't think Bregman's got, I don't think, I mean, what Trout's already won a lot of awards kind of prefacing the fact that he's going to win the MVP. So I think he's the best player in the game. That's it. So it, maybe he, maybe his average went down. He's still the best player in the game. Well, I mean, I never, I, I stopped there. But the reason his average went down, and the reason his OBB went, his OBB went down, is, is because he started swinging for the fences. He was trying to hit things out because the team wasn't doing anything else. They weren't hitting anything. So he was trying to take it on his shoulders to drive runs in. He switched from being Mike Trout, the all-around player, the guy who hit him out when he can, to. Mike Trout, the pure slugger, for the, a part of that season there. And that's why his numbers went down. He was pressing. So I'm, I didn't get around to that part. His number, his, there was a time this season when his on-base percentage was near 500. And as he started pressing more and started really trying to hit it out more, that's when it went down. Because if you're a power hitter and you're slugging, it's going to go down. You're never going to hit 300 as a slugger all the time. It's just not going to happen. So... I am interested in seeing how he performs in the next season, though, because 2019, 134, 2018, 140, 2017, 114 games. It's been three years, three years, 2019, 2018, 2017. So 2016 was the last time he played almost a full season, 159 that year. So I had three days off. And in the back of my mind, I'm starting to wonder, is Mike Trout starting to wear down a little bit? Now, I could be 100% wrong, but three straight years playing 140 or less, that's a small concern. Just saying. Well, you're, and you're, what are you going to tell him to not play as hard? He's not going to not play as hard. No, I'm not saying and, that at all. I'm and just then, saying. And, 
And, no, I know you're. I know you're not saying that, but I'm saying that's what you know. I mean, that's why he's why he is injured is because he plays so gosh darn hard. I mean, how many plays have you seen in the World Series that, that the other the other the, the other night? Like catches, like oh, Trout would have made that catch. Trout made that catch. Sure. Um, He's just so he's just so far, and then and then the and then the walk, you know, when he's patient, so he's swinging for the fence. Usually, I mean, a lot of fans complain that he walks too much. That you know, they didn't just want him to get a walk; they wanted him to get a hit. They wanted to get a home run. So, uh, yeah, they're always going to be. I mean, when you're the best, there's always there's there's no room for it to go up. So there's always going to be critiques, I guess you'd say, on his season. Like Kobe, well, like Kobe I'm Bryant, not trying to be... always played hard, always played hard. I'm not trying to be negative about about Mike Trout. I'm saying he's played nine years already in the Major League Baseball. Eight full, one with 40 games. He's been hurt the last three. They've relied on him for a long time. And I'm just thinking about Albert Pujols and how Albert played hard too, man. He played hard. He was the heart and soul of multiple Cardinals World Series teams. Comes to the Angels at age 31, 32, and though all those injuries caught up to him, and he was never the player that we all hoped he would be. And my concern is, and again, Mike's four years younger than Albert was when he started to fade, but those injuries at some point in our do catch up to you. And I hope the Angels have a plan to take care of him health-wise going down the stretch. And by the way, congratulations to him on winning that award. This is not a come down on Mike thing. This is a this is a hey, Angels better make sure they take care of Mike if they want to see a World Series with him. I'm just saying. Well, I think it's up to Mike too. Mike's you're not gonna like I said, you're not gonna yeah. tell Kobe to not play hard. Kobe, take it easy. Kobe, your 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 calf is strained or whatever. You gotta pull pull the whatever. He's still gonna go out there, and I think Trout's the same way. To some extent, and he's always going to play hard. Nothing you can do about it. All right, folks. So there you go. Sorry again for the layoff. Uh, geez, my my voice was gone for a few days. Like I literally did not have a voice. I was just quiet all day, which made my wife very happy. I have to admit, she was thrilled. She could not <laughs> talk to me. Hear, hear me talk to her for a few days. But we are for sponsors. Reach out to us at talkinghillsgym.com if you like what we're doing and you want to help us keep the lights on. We'd really appreciate a sponsor too. You can also do a voicemail at 657-666-5453. Don't forget, you are also part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Check out a promo for one of our counterparts. Here we go. This is Brew Crime, a craft beer and true crime podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Beck. And I'm Nina. And we're your hosts. We pair a true crime story with a craft beer. That Nina will probably hate. Yeah, probably. Whatever. You can find our show on all your favorite podcast apps, and if you can't find it, contact us, and we'll try and change that. We can be found at brewcrime.com, or on Twitter at brewcrime, on Facebook at brewcrime, or if you want to go to our group, it's group slash brewcrime on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pacific Beer Chat. Join us as we discuss the horrible crimes that surround us and try not to giggle. All right, John. Hot stove season's coming soon. The World Series is going on. Any final thoughts for us? Go Nats. I am so excited. This is, you know, getting to Howie Kendrick uh, on the team and getting just 
I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm not a fan of the Astros. Uh, they really burned me out this year with the whole Marsnick, uh, LaCroix incident and the way their attitude in that game where Albert approached the, uh, approached the dugout. So uh, I'm a good fan. I, I, I call it sports hate. Because it's sports hate, like a sports hated uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I don't actually maliciously hate these people, but I am actively rooting for the Astros to lose. And the fact that they're going to that they could lose, hopefully, I don't want to jinx anything. They could lose to Washington, winning their first World Series in uh, almost a hundred years or whatever. Uh, it's all all that much sweeter with Howie Kendrick too. It is nice to see Howie in there. By the way, one of my favorite Angels. That guy worked hard every day, every game out, and second base has never been the same since he left. But overall, I'm cheering for the Nationals too, just because. Yeah, the Astros to me, they they left a different taste in my mouth after the Merznik thing, and it wasn't even the Astros, mm-hmm. man. It was it was our interactions with some of the media there. Not all we had we had a uh, Patrick McClellan on for right after the Tyler passed away, and he was amazing, a wonderful guy who talked some baseball with us. And when he really didn't have to, he knew that we were hurting and wanted to have somebody on. And it was really appreciated. But some of the other media we've interacted with, I won't say a few names, they were ridiculous. And it was like, are you that much of a homer that you can't even watch? You can't watch the film and see what really happened. So it makes things a little bit harder to cheer for the Astros. Now, if they go on and they win the World Series, they deserve it. Um, more power to them. But man, that does leave a, a big, huge soft spot. You know, not even soft spot. A uh, what's the word I'm looking for, John? That event left a uh, a, a scar, bad taste, a bad taste. Yeah, bad so, taste. A scar too. It was a, a representation I, of how the season went in the end for the Angels. I still, I still remember just you know when Albert went to the dugout and and. Because uh, they were chirping in, in the dugout, and he didn't like it. And he walked out after after um, after um, my boy hit uh, my boy accidentally uh, hit Marcinic, or he, he lost control. No, he uh, and just walking over there. And and I, 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 for some reason, the only one I remember is Verlander. I remember him showing Verlander bark back at at um, pools, and just thinking, you know, you people. I mean, you, I just I, I you know. I agree. I, I, I might be irrational because I do get irrational when it comes to stuff like that. I got irrational about Kobe. I mean, how many times are I going to mention Kobe? Just, just for you, I'm going to mention Kobe. Uh, I got irrational about that stuff too. But anyways, I just, I just had a real bad taste during that game when Albert walked over to the dugout because I thought it was just so disrespectful. Okay, you know, you guys took our catcher out. Uh, I, know it's, I know it's 2019. It's not 1950 or 1970 or 80 where we hit. We, we know we're going to get hit. But come on, uh, he just got hit. He shook it off. Marznick, to his credit, was the only one who was saying, just let it go. And the way that they acted about the whole situation, it just really, under under the circumstances, just has, yeah, I've lost. Because I rooted hard for him against the Dodgers. I was so happy they won against the Dodgers. And now I'm completely the opposite. Now you're just salty. No, yeah, salty. Yeah, immature. Whatever, salty. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. juvenile. I got like I said, my 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 sports hate is juvenile. It's it's it's. Yeah, I remember specific things. And I never forget it. Please shoot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like very 
Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, after we won the, as sweet as the Angels World Series, watching Barry Bonds in that dugout when he realized that he's never going to win a World Series was pretty sweet, too. So, okay. Are you, are you done now? You okay? You're I'm so done. Cool. I'm done. Like I could go on about this stuff all day long. Oh, you want to talk about Eli Manning? No, no, no. no, no, is, no, no, I no let's stop there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can find me, Derek C. Paul, at DC Paul. You can find John at J. Screen John. Our other partner in crime, Jared, could make today's podcast. You can see him at Jared underscore Tims. We're available anywhere podcasts can be found. So for John, for Jared, for the entire team, this is Derek C. Paul saying, take it easy. And we'll be back just maybe, we'll, we'll say it, we'll, Sunday night. We'll see you Sunday night. Have a great one. Yeah, Sunday night. Good night. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city home to your biggest rival? The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.